Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. If you take a chance, head down into the show notes, see all the links, all the notes, everything is down there, linked to our Gumroad as well. We know we got a lot of new listeners, so if you check out all those links and follow us on social media, that would be awesome. Check out our YouTube page where you get to see Ariel's pretty face, (laughs) my handsome man, my whatever, and subscribe. And if if you're listening to the podcast, you just listened to it, hit subscribe on the podcast that helps get us into your inbox automatically on every Monday and Thursday. So today we were talking about the naysayers, Ariel. The people this is who this top, it's a big topic. Yeah, the people who think you're crazy. I started out with this. My notes were very short, and all of a sudden, I had three pages of like, yeah, and another thing, and, and yeah, another thing, yeah, and and what about this? Well, you know, this is this is a, an important topic because it's something that happens to all of us. If yeah, I agree. if you haven't had somebody say something uh, less than positive about your homeschooling journey yet, you just haven't been homeschooling long enough, uh, because somebody will at some point, um, at least one person, if not many, yeah, will it could be friends, say family members, strangers, right? That, that lady in the in line at the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The why aren't librarian. Your chil- why aren't your children in school? Yeah. The guy working the ski lift when you, you and your kids are there uh, in the middle of a school day. Yeah. It could be literally anyone. Uh, people are just, um, well, people are tactless, first of all. Sometimes, so even yes. if they don't mean anything really rude by it, they're just, they, they have no filter. Uh, you know, and some people do have very strong opinions about education and about what we're doing with our own children. So if it hasn't happened to you yet, it will, if it's already happened to you, we hope that we can give you some skills, Mm -hmm. um, and some, some food for thought that you can take into the next time you have one of these encounters. Because I feel like when this happens, you know, some lady in the grocery store always says something. And then I think later, like, ah, I wish I could have, I wish I would have said this, you know, like she would have been upset at you. How dare you there? There's no standard, like a double standard. (laughs) I just, I always feel (laughs) a bit ill prepared. And this is the first time, even for myself that I sat down and really thought through like, what would I want to say to that person? You know, not in the moment, not when I'm like reacting and, you know, mad that they're, you know, just kind of uh, invading my privacy and telling me off about my kids in the grocery (laughs) store. But you know, what would I really want to say to that person? And this gave me a great opportunity to really think it through. So we're going to do the thought experiment with you all. And hopefully this will, you know, give you, give you some skills so that you've got something in your toolbox when this person uh, says some less than kind things about your homeschooling journey. Well, you know, the naysayers come in all different shapes and sizes. And there's that one we've all heard. Aren't your children? (laughs) You won't be well-adjusted adults. Yeah. What about socialization? (laughs) Public school is good enough for everyone else. Why not you? Do you really think you could be a good teacher? Do you be better than somebody who's trained to be a teacher? Will your children make any friends outside their stuffed animals? Homeschoolers are all so weird and introverted. 
<laughs> you're going to be weird and unsocialized. You're just being selfish. You're going to ruin your kids because you want to just keep them all to yourself. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes, I agree with you. I want to keep them all to myself. <laughs> These are just some of the plethora of things somebody yeah, yeah. could say to you about your kids. Um, and it's... You know, it, it, it and could you know, we've be anyone. Got, we've gotten some of these before. And, and yeah. To be honest, we, we, we've... Oh. You know, we, you, you encounter them and, you know, some people are a little bit more tactful, you know, in mm-hmm. the way they say it. But they're, in essence, they're they're asking you, you know, you, are you going to ruin your children? You're yeah, they're that. implying that we are going to harm our children, um, <laughs> which is just such a, you know, they feel like it's an innocent question. Well, yeah, but like, you know... What what about socialization? What about making friends? They're saying that they think that that's such a like a shallow question, yeah, and that's right. such a deep thing because, you know, basically what they're saying is you're purposely hurting your kids. Yeah, <laughs> you know, do you know that? And they almost say it like that. Do you know that you're harming your your own children? Oh kind my. of thing. Wait a minute, this is an epiphany. I've never thought of this before. Right? Um, and yeah, we've had a <laughs> variety of these said to us by strangers, by yep. friends. Yep. By family, uh, your your mother was a yeah. big homeschooling. Um, yeah, she, she didn't know what was going on. She, she was not an advocate, but now she is. Well, we'll talk about well, that. Now she's an acolyte. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. But we did. We've experienced these, and I mean, I'm sure that there is much worse that you have have heard of having uh, someone said to somebody, or has been said to you. So yeah, I mean, f- first thing is you get the motivation, right? There, yeah, you know, people are going to say things. It, it's going to happen. You know, you're going to get it on the forum. A lot of us are hyper online, so we're going to see some of the worst opinions out on the internet. You know, <laughs> we can if, all hide behind the anonymity of our little avatar. Exactly, and and sometimes we have to re- realize that you know the online communities, those type of people. You know, that's like a very small fraction of the real world. You yeah. know, you know that most people are fairly nice and fairly respectful, but we but do. But most we, of the naysaying honestly yeah. comes in person. As it much does. as there is online stuff, I feel like we can find our online communities where we can say like, okay, hey, I'm in a group of other homeschoolers. This is a safe spot. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I post on my personal page that we're homeschooling or something, people are usually pretty good about not like shaming me on my own post. <laughs> um, but it's out in society, especially when we're out in the middle of the day with our kids in what should be a school day. Yeah, and right. we're walking around with a child who, you know, is six but looks like they're eight. Yeah. Tell me how I know. Uh, <laughs> six foot six husband over here. So, uh, you know, they people definitely. You're going to get it's those. Usually in yeah, person. You're going to get those comments from, you know, the strangers in the world when you're out. In the, you're right. Like when you're out in the wild during a normal school day. Right. When, when it's like, why is this child why not this in child school? Not Everybody kind of yeah. looks at you. So, you know, one of the things is it's really natural just to give the naysayers not the benefit of the doubt, that's the wrong word, but just to try to understand where they're coming from a little bit, which is, you know, it's really natural for people to question our choice to homeschool because that is, this is an alternative, right? Regular schooling route, that's the norm. That's what everybody does. Or even if you go private school, that's not that unusual. We're doing something fundamentally different. And it is really natural for people to want to have questions about that. Whether they ask them in the best way or not is very debatable. But um, just realize, you know, it's natural that questions are going to come up in all flavors because we are doing something fundamentally different. Some people may interpret it as sort of an indictment on their own background or their own schooling or their own experience. Absolutely. Well, I was a child of public school. I I send my kids to public school. What are you saying? My education wasn't good enough. Are you saying that I'm hurting my kids because I don't homeschool them? Right? Like Mm -hmm. they, 
they they glam on all of this stuff and maybe some of that comes from their own you know guilt of sending kids to school and not knowing what they're doing during the day and you know whatever they, they you know I, I don't know if some of it's a little bit of jealousy if it if it is a a, a lot of defensiveness definitely about yeah, like yeah. you know what are you saying what I did isn't good enough for my kids right <laughs> it's like well no I'm just saying what I want to do for my kids I'm, I'm not making any statements about you and your family <laughs> but they do a lot of them take it that way and so sometimes these naysayers really come to us from a very negative place because they feel that our choice inherently um it's a criticism is a criticism of them yeah yeah, yeah which is crazy um, rejection much <laughs> you know, it's crazy but uh, th- but they do and so that's one of the things um the other thing is you know we talked a little bit about strangers but for those that really love and care about your kids they may just be concerned because they don't know very much about homeschooling yeah. or they have some preconceived notion oh you know my brother's friend's cousin's neighbor was this weird homeschooler well that guy's kind of weird yeah <laughs> you know. right like it could be some it could be some far-fetched thing um, you know, we, we've had a lot of naysaying from people who do love and care about our kids, uh, and our family. And it did come from a place of just mostly uneducation and a little bit of, um, you know, of preconceived bias of, against homeschooling f- mm-hmm. from some article that was read or I think the lack, relation. I think the or, lack of understanding know. is, I think the big thing, cause they just don't know what it looks like. No, they, they don't. They think, oh, you're at home. That's kind of weird. You know, they just don't understand what it looks like. And I think when you, you know, one of the things that we'll probably talk about is that, you know, when you crack through that, they start to understand a little bit more. And I, I really Absolutely. do think, I don't want to say ignorance, but it's just the lack of understanding about what homeschooling is. Um, I think that does breed a lot of confusion. You know, homeschoolers when we were kids or earlier than that, mm-hmm. there there is a there is a definite stereotype of what that kind of family looked like and pre-internet days, right? So there wasn't as much connection and, you know, you're thinking about the family with eight kids in matching jumpers, you know, that are all a little bit strange. That is so far from what homeschooling really was then and it's even further from what it is now. Yeah. But that's, I think, the image that sticks in everybody's mind. You know, people around us have, unbeknowingly, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's unbeknowingly word, unbeknownst, uh, unbeknownst, unbeknownst, unbeknownst to them. Yes. Folks have interacted with homeschoolers and just never realized it. Yeah, exactly. You know, but they only remember some interaction they had that was like, oh, yeah, that person's kind of weird. Oh, yeah, do you know he was a homeschooler? It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, so that sticks in their mind. Not yeah. the dozens of interactions they probably had with homeschooled individuals. They had no idea that they had been homeschooled. Uh, uh, exactly, yeah. My, my favorite thing is like if you if you meet a teenager and they're kind of, you know, maybe socially awkward or they just, you know, don't fit societal norms. It's like if they're a homeschooler, it's because they're homeschooled. Yeah, of course. If they were in public schools, like, well, that's just his personality. You know? <laughs> it's like <laughs> the moment it's homeschooled, it's like, well, it's homeschooling's fault. It's like, yeah. first of all, we don't all have to fit societal norms. No. Um, second of all, it's not dependent on the method of education that we use, everybody is different <laughs> and that's okay. So yeah. um, anyway, we just want to give you some some ideas of where these folks might be coming from. Um, there's a lot of different places, but this is just yeah. some of their motivation. So, so you know, there's two, kind of two types of people that, you know, who may be critical of this to, towards you. And the first type of person is somebody who you really don't want to debate or don't want to argue with or you don't really care really what their opinion is and 
you know, how would you go and re- respond to those type of people? Right. Th- these yeah. are going to be strangers, you know, the it's librarian, those... the guy in the grocery store, people that you really don't care about personally. You don't really know them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, we're going to talk all about the people that you, you love that are in your family. But, you know, for these people that are, you know, relative strangers, first thing, do not get defensive. Yeah. So... I love all the little homeschooling memes and I chuckle about them <laughs> about, you know, the, the quippy remarks that could be made back when somebody says, yeah. Oh, you're homeschooling. Aren't you going to ruin your kids? You know, and they, and they have some, some snarky response. I love all those. I chuckle at those. I think like, Oh, that's such a good burn. You know, I'd love to be able to say that in the moment, but I'm here to tell you, don't do it. Well, because it, it, <laughs> if you do get defensive and you do argue, it is going to feed back into that negative stereotype of homeschooling in their minds. Right. Well, it's right? going to feel it's going to feel good, right? Because you you got to like give them a smart aleck rep- reply back. You got to totally, clap back, as the kids say. Yeah. Well, that totally exposed that they're being hypocritical or whatever, yeah, right? Sure. And I think that those responses are fun, and I do laugh at them. But really, what you're doing is just going to cause something confrontational. You're mm-hmm. not going to leave yeah. that exchange in a positive way for you or for them. And, don't and, don't and just don't it get would, defensive. It would be terrible. Don't do it. You know, if your kids are there right with you, right? You wouldn't want to have that be right. You don't want your quippy see. response to lead to some sort of confrontation with this person that you don't even know, don't care about. Exactly. Right. Like, you know. So don't do it. I I know that it's. I know that it would feel really good because <laughs> I've been there <laughs> when it would feel so good. Just be like, oh, yeah, um, but don't do it. It's not really going to change their opinion or or their likely future actions with another homeschooler. And, and you know so, what the thing is? They're not even going to remember your interaction 15 minutes later. That's kind of the you thing, know, right? It's unlikely, it's but unlikely. I, I don't think you're going to you're not going to change their mind. They're still going to be rude to the next homeschooler. I don't think (laughs) that it's worth our time to try to come up with quippy comebacks. And we we don't even know, and you may not even know that that isn't something that they're saying that's, they didn't mean to get you upset or defensive. It's just maybe that's just how they they communicate about things. People are tactless, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. So what about, you know, you willing, you know, you're you're a, an expert or a veteran of (laughs) debate, you know. I had a lot of debate time. What about wheeling up the podium and and <laughs> giving fifteen minutes and taking fifteen minutes and then having a resolution at the end, and you know with a moderator, <laughs> impartial. <laughs> yeah, when this person says something to you, don't debate. Don't debate the issue. It's just not worth it to do this in the grocery store, right? You're you're gonna waste your time quoting statistics about homeschooling. Your and the person you're gonna anger the child. most is not your child, not you, not the person. It's the person behind you in the line. <laughs> in the line. No. <laughs> I mean, so he just wants his chicken. He just wants his chicken dinner <laughs> and his yogurt, and you're keeping him up because you're debating statistics about homeschooling. Look, we all have statistics of why homeschoolers are more successful, why they're they're better, well-adjusted uh, adults. They have better career outcomes. You know, we could go on and on. It is not worth your time to debate this person, to give them all the reasons you're homeschooling your child, how well-adjusted, how social they are, their successes. You don't owe this person any explanation about your life at all. Exactly. Don't waste your time. Just don't try to get into a back and forth debate with this person. Just yeah. just it, don't. And it's okay not to respond, right? You don't have to say anything. There's not a requirement there. Right, you. right. If yeah. somebody says something rude, it is okay to just act like you didn't hear them and move on with your life if that makes you feel better. I'm not saying you have to ignore them, but if you feel uncomfortable and put on the spot, you know, we're giving you permission. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The Mariners sound great. They're looking good this year, guys. You know, it's <laughs> okay. You can just walk away. 
could just say right? whatever. And later, you know, if your kids say, wow, that somebody said something negative about homeschooling, yeah, you could kids. say, you know what? That person wasn't worth our time. We just walked away. Mommy didn't want to get into it with them, so we just walked away. That's okay, too. You don't owe them any explanation. If you don't want to have a, you know, if you don't have something you feel comfortable saying back, sometimes, you know, like I talk a big game in the car to myself after something has happened in the store. You slay, know? queen, slay. You know, I, I do. I talk about, I'm like, oh, I should have said this, I should have said that, you know, and I feel really great. But I am the biggest chicken in the moment. Somebody really, you know, gets confrontational with me and I, I just like can Climb. get paralyzed. Climb up. Yeah. So really, it's okay. Just walk away. Yeah. If, if You know, you can just do that. You don't have to answer them. But if you are forced to respond, be courteous, you know. That's right. Yeah. I think that, you know, if you feel this person's coming from a place of curiosity, then you can kindly, you know, share some of your reasons for homeschooling, the successes your kids have had. You know, if you think that by you explaining some of that, it's going to help that person to, you know, they seem open to hearing it. It's going to help them to understand. We can all tell, I think, the difference between when someone sounds curious and when they sound rude and defensive yeah exactly sometimes they sound rude and defensive and they really are curious but you just don't know i wouldn't waste my time with those people no, yeah you know but if you really you know have somebody who is genuinely curious about it and but you know is maybe giving it oh, i'm really you know so you homeschool but you know what do you do about socialization is that a big concern for you mm-hmm. or do you have ways you get around that you know you could be like okay it's kind of in a negative connotation but i can tell that they're curious right you know, feel free, share some of the great successes, share how happy your family is homeschooling. That could be, you know, you could be imparting some knowledge on that person that they didn't have. And that's great. Yeah. So if you do want to end some of the conversations, do we have some ideas? Right. So you do want to say something. You don't want to give them information because they don't seem curious. They they were just rather rude, but so, we're not going to have quippy responses. What are our responses? So, so you, 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 homeschool your children in their in your house i'm so thankful we each get to make the choice that's right for our family how do you know you want to homeschool like isn't that kind of strange i know it's not the right decision for everyone but it's right for our kids but what about your kids at home like do they like it my children and i love homeschooling we're happy we get so much time together but are your kids actually learning my children are flourishing with homeschooling. <laughs> That's just, uh, I'm so bad at, at the bad. Yeah, you're really, you're really ba- bad, bad at being a bad actor. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so, I'm definitely not going to get Oklahoma out. extra number seven. <laughs> no, you're not. Sorry, babe. We're not going to cast you. I'm not going to cast me. Any of these are great ways to just say like, you know, be, you're being positive. Yeah, right, you're being yeah. kind. You can give one of these myriad responses and then just walk away. Yeah, my kids are flourishing homeschooling. Walk away. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm so glad we all get to make the right decision for our family. Continue <laughs> checking out in the line and ignore this person, right? Like These are great ways for you to just sum up, you know, you, you gave a response. It was positive and kind. And you have an, an easy exit to then turn your head and... <laughs> And go, right? <laughs> go on with your life. Exactly. Now, there are the people that we do care about. Yeah. It's a very, that's a much harder category. Yeah, it is. And, you know, how, how, how do you, you know, approach that from a starting point? So it's really tough. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to kind of be like, I don't know, we'll handle the strangers, however, right? And, and hopefully we handle it well in front of our kids. That's one of the things about this. When, when it's a family member, oftentimes we get the chance to talk to them one on one. It, 
doesn't always happen in front of our kids, right? There's exactly. good opportunities to kind of send our kids off. That's the hard thing about, I think, when it's strangers is your kids are there and you you really want to handle things well for them and show them, you know. Yeah, model good behavior. Model good behavior for them. And, and you don't want them to feel like, do they do people think we're weird or, you know. So that can be really hard. Um, but loved ones can be hard in a different way because these are people that you love and respect mm-hmm. who really care about you and your kids and usually they're they're usually just coming from a place of ignorance and preconceived notions that are not correct. I mean, traditionally that's that's where they're coming from. If this is a, you know, this is a person that um that, that you respect their opinion and they're and they're normally not judgmental about everything. This yeah. is a case where they're legitimately concerned. Are you sure that this is a good idea? I really care about them. And this is was exactly the case with your mom. Yeah. We told her that we were going to homeschool our older daughter when she was like, I think we had the conversation with Three her for the four. first time when yeah. she was like, maybe like two. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I remember that we we said, might have even been before we she was born, we said, oh yeah, we're going to homeschool our kids. I remember she was like, well, what? Well, what? And she was like, Oh, guys, no, I don't. That's not a good idea. No, I don't think you should do that. I mean, you know, homeschoolers, there was this homeschooled kid that I worked with a dozen years ago, and he's very strange, and you don't want that for your kids. You know, you're going to put him in a good school, and uh, I don't know why you think you need to homeschool, but this is a really, this is a really bad idea. I mean, she was, she was very, very concerned about it. And that that was, you know, as you said, it was way early in the process and so that's one of those things where you kind of let it let it just kind of roll off you say well you know we're going to try and make the best decision and go forward you know i think one of the things that we you know the proof is in the pudding when we started doing some of the early curriculums that's you know the early blossom and root curriculums the torchlight curriculums that are you know three and four years old at that point they're not actually in school i mean they might be in a preschool or a montessori but there's no pressure there but the pressure begins to mount closer you get to five, six years old when there's that expectation of them going into kindergarten. And I, and I agree with you. I, you know, we, we listened, we, we, we heard the concerns, we kind of navigated them. We ended up starting these early curriculums for the preschool curriculums. And I think that's where we were able to break through a lot of that misunderstanding is that we were showing them what we're doing. We're showing how much time we're putting into it. And the proof was in the pudding, which is Absolutely. your kid is thriving and doing well and bright and smart and doing all the good things. And that just proves to them that, oh, this isn't a terrible option. That's right. I think that that's the great thing about having these discussions with people. It that, might be harder if you have to homeschool, like if you have to make a transition from like, say, second or third grade into homeschooling. That might be a little bit more of a transi- more of a transitional struggle with families or know. loved ones. I think that that's almost easier in some ways because you're mm. going to have taken a kid who's who was definitely struggling in a public school system or private school system. That, yeah. That's the only reason you'd pull them out, right? They were having some issues, and then you know you get to see this immediate change in their attitude, their anxiety, how well they're learning, their their general happiness. I mean, there's some big changes that happen. So that one might almost be faster. But I think that this is. This is the one saving grace. What I what we would tell you about someone you you know well that loves you and your kids is that uh, this is the long game. <laughs> you know, even if you you know you don't get through with them right now, you can wait it out because eventually they're going to see how great your kids are and how wonderfully they're doing with homeschooling, and it's all going to come together. It just may take time, and that's that's kind of 
a luxury that we don't have with those people we don't know very well that are negative yeah. and critical about homeschooling. They see our kids in a snapshot, right? A glimpse at the grocery store in the middle of a, of a school day and think, oh my gosh, right? You know, so, but our families and our close friends, they get to see our kids year after year and they're going to be able to really see that. But it's going to maybe take a long time and it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? You have this, you have this great, uh, ultimate payoff, which is that they're going to see the proof in the pudding. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, their concerns are much more significant than the stranger you meet on the street. Yeah. So, and it may be more, you know, obviously it, it may be a recurring concern. That's right. You, know, you may see you have grandma to deal and grandpa every two time. weeks. I mean, sometimes you may not see those family members unless it's a holiday. And, you know, that's something that you can deal with, you know, it's just a once or twice a year. That's right. But if you're seeing these family members, you know, every month, you know, every other week, you know, that can start to wear and, 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 and you know, press down on you a little bit on your own confidence. You know, we have podcasts and we'll make sure to link them um, in the show notes about imposter syndrome and a lot of that fear that you can have. Then this type of criticism, especially from people you care about, can really make you second guess your decision making and, and make you Absolutely. concerned that, well, maybe it isn't going to work. Maybe mm -hmm. this isn't going to fail and make you feel a little bit uncertain about what you're doing. And so I think, you know, attacking those naysayers in the proper way that, you know, minimizes conflict, but maximizes understanding, I think is the key to that type of success. Yeah, I agree. When it comes to your friends and family, listen openly, yeah. listen honestly to the concerns that they have, right? Don't, you know, you want to hear them out because you, this is somebody you really do care about changing their mind about, mm -hmm. about their, their current opinion, right? This isn't a person on the street. You, you do care about what they think. So really listen to their concerns. And if you feel that they're open to listening and they're asking from a place of curiosity, then answer any valid concerns that they bring up. And this is what we did with your mom. She, mm -hmm. she had a bunch of concerns and we had an answer for all of them. Right. And this helps to have done your homework on homeschooling and knowing what it's exactly you know, about a little. I mean, yeah. you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to say, oh, I've read every Gatto book or Holt book. You know, it's like you don't yeah. have to have done that. But you understand what, you know, what is the, a lot of times they want to just know, like, well, what does the day to day look like? What's the nuts and bolts? Right. Like, what what do you use for curriculums? Yeah. And to be able to come to them and say, oh, uh, we are going to pull the, you know, build your library curriculum where you use the public library we're using this math curriculum, mm -hmm. this reading curriculum. I have it all laid out. And, you know, here's some additional resources. And we have these clubs in the local area. And when you come to a conversation with your ducks in a row, you know, I'm throwing out a lot of metaphors today, but um, have your ducks in a row. It really, that confidence when it comes through a discussion helps to kind of dispel any type of concern because mm -hmm. they, they see that and go, whoa maybe my my uncertainty around what you're doing is not founded because you obviously know what you're talking about, right? right? And if you can come to a conversation completely prepared, preparation, you know, I think that can help override a lot of the concern that you may get from a family member or a loved one. It's really hard though, because sometimes they hit you when you're yeah. not expecting it, right? You could be you know, you could be just chatting and say, sure. oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so is not doing really well in second grade. And, you know, we're thinking about pulling them out and homeschooling, but we're just starting to look into it. Yeah. And then your mother-in-law hits you with all these questions. Mother-in-laws. Yeah. You I know, knew or, it. Or your mother or your sister or your <laughs> best friend. Like, what do you mean you're going to homeschool? Well, how are they going to get socialized? What curriculum are we going to use? What are you going to do? Maybe. Maybe you don't have any of those answers, yeah. right? Maybe you're in the very infancy and you've just been bombarded with a whole bunch of concerns. And I think that's a good point to say, 
I'm still in the early stages of researching this yeah. or, you know, still finding our way, but you know, this is something that we're going to try. And I think that that's one of the things that we, you know, that we communicated to your mom early on, right? We had done a lot of research and we did have some good answers for her questions, but ultimately at the end of it, we left it with, look, we're not signing a contract with homeschooling just because we make the decision to homeschool our daughter for kindergarten does not mean we will. But secretly we did sign a contract with homeschooling. (laughs) You know, it does not mean that we're going to be homeschooling our daughter for first grade through 12th. Yeah necessarily. It means we're going to, we're going to homeschool her for kindergarten or even part of kindergarten, whatever it is, right? We're going to try this until it is no longer the right thing for our family. Yeah. You know, I I think that's a good, I think that's a good, um, case for a lot of, a lot of scenarios out there, even for the kids who are just being pulled out of, you know, a grade because maybe they're at bullying or they have some concerns or maybe they had some, you know, your child's been diagnosed with ADHD and you want to pull them home. Um, whatever it might be, we've, we've got, had a lot of interviews with a lot of parents who've pulled their kids out midway through, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, you know, coming into it and saying, this is a short term thing. We we're just trying to correct the ship. We're trying to write the right, write the wrong. And we're just going to see if this works for a little while. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people say, you know what, try something for six or seven months, half a year, a year and see what, see what happens. I think people are pretty understanding about that. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I think it's good. You know, if you're, even if you like, even we, we, we've been committed to homeschooling since before we were married, um, let alone before we, before we were, you know, we were planning to have children. We knew we were going to homeschool. Um, and so when we told your mother, Oh, well, we're just going to try it and do it as, you know, we're going to try it. We were thinking in our heads, we're totally homeschooling the whole way. Right. But that's okay. You don't have to let them into your, your master plans. (laughs) if That's what they are. (laughs) Right. Like you can just tell them, Hey, this is what we're going to, we're going to start with. If you have, if they're open to listening and you have the information, educate them where you can, especially about, you know, their preconceived notions about homeschooling. I remember your mom had no idea that there were co-ops and that we could do homeschool gymnastics classes. And, you know, that there were all of these curriculums and that these, these things were so great, you know, and our our kindergartner is getting to do all these amazing things. She had no idea that that stuff existed. And so if you can educate, take the time to do so because, that really helps to helps them to understand, you know, where you're coming from. I think it also really helps to tell them that, you know, you did not enter this decision lightly. You're not being capricious. You're not just like, ugh, we had a bad week. We're homeschooling. You know, like <laughs> I'm tired of getting up in the morning. We're homeschooling. You know, you have had careful time and consideration about this issue. That you know, you've you've thought long and hard about it. This is the the path that you want to take, or something that you want to try. You know, because sometimes I feel like my mom's really good for this. She's like, you're going to do what? Well, it's like, oh, you know, mom, I really have thought about this. You have? You know, she acts like I haven't thought about it. I will neither confirm nor deny that was a wonderful impression (laughs) of my (laughs) mother-in-law. Yeah. She acts sometimes like. She's like the, she's like the old, the old Cadillac starting. (laughs) (laughs) Like, did you, did you think. Oh my God. You can tell. She's she's going to kill me. (laughs) You can tell in her tone of voice that she thinks that we just like drew this idea out of a hat, whatever it is. I mean, there's been any decision we make in our lives, right? She usually acts like, and I'm always like, you know, we've been talking about this for like a year. We've been thinking about this for a long time, or, you know, we really, you know, think this is the right decision. We've put some careful time and heavy consideration into it. She's like, oh, I'm like, why are you always surprised? (laughs) We're engineers, man. We've been running on a single spreadsheet for 15 years. I think it's funny that, (laughs) I think, I think it's funny, not in a ha ha way 
that people assume that we haven't, that our whole lives are not about our our, our children, right? I mean, it's a fly by night operation, right? Like, like we don't all want what's best for our kids. Yeah, right. Yes. Whatever school you send them to, whatever educational style you choose, whatever extracurriculars you get them involved in, we do what we think is going to be best for our kids, and mm-hmm. we don't just make rando decisions for our kids because they're some of the most important people in our lives, right? We've got mm-hmm. our spouse and our kids, and you know, they're they're everything to us. So exactly. it's like. Why would you think that we wouldn't have taken care in making these decisions? Yeah. But for some reason, they do. They think like, oh, you know, you just like tossed it all up in the air. Like, We're just doing this. <laughs> okay. So I'm Trying to decide between two cars. Yeah, yeah. I'll just take that one. I, I think it's crazy. Yeah. Now, what, what happens if the naysayers, you know, they don't relent? They don't yield? So they we, don't have stop. To, we have to accept that we may not change their mind. Yeah. Right. It, it took a while. We did not change your mom's mind overnight. As you said, it wasn't until our daughter really started showing just how great she was doing with homeschooling that your mom realized not only did she realize when I started filming that, uh, our daughter doing calculus. No, at six years old and no. sent it to grandma. I said, how do you think about that, grandma? We, you know, <laughs> she could just see that she's intelligent yes. and she's outgoing and she's very personable and she's very happy doing what she's doing and all of that made her a believer so much so not only is she not against homeschooling anymore she actively recommends homeschooling to other people and other you know friends of hers say oh yeah my granddaughter is having a problem and so and so she's like have you looked at homeschooling have they thought about homeschooling right she's now (laughs) you should listen to my ambassador you should listen to my son's podcast yeah 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 Matthew, you, you got a podcast episode you can recommend me? <laughs> she doesn't sound like that. Yeah, a little kind mi- of. There's a little, a little Michigan in there. A little Michigan, a little Midwesty. <laughs> Point is, it's more like my aunts. You know, eventually she did come around, but for a long time we had to accept yes. that maybe she wasn't going to be supportive of this. So, as as much as we're going to try to educate the people that we love about why we're doing this, and we're going to try to be calm and caring and you know not get to, not get defensive about what they've said about uh, us and our kids we have to accept that we might not be able to change their mind and or we haven't changed their mind in this session of of talking right there was many times that we left talking about homeschooling with your mom that she was not converted and i had to close that conversation mm-hmm. until inevitably the next time that it came up so here's a here's a couple of things that you could use if you want to just close a conversation with somebody that you love i just don't know if this homeschooling thing is the right thing I appreciate your love and concern, but we thought carefully about this and we are going to homeschool. End. <laughs> Ariel, I, j- I just wish you would just send the kids to private school. If you, I, I get it. You don't like the public school. Whatever. Send them to private school. I understand that you don't agree with our decision, but homeschooling is right for our family. Am I in the play? I don't know. You're going to cast me? I don't know. Maybe callbacks. Oh. We'll see. We'll see. You know, you can also always just say, we're going to give homeschooling a try, mm-hmm. which I think is a great way to just, you know, like you said, hey, this is something that we're just going to try. Yeah. They could be like, okay, you know, maybe a little bit more accepting. But I use similar phrases each time that I had to close a conversation with your mom when she still wasn't on board with this. It was like, yeah, yeah we've been talking about this for half an hour. I've tried to educate you. You still are coming up with, you know, kind of wishy-washy reasons why this is a bad idea. You know, finally, it's like, look, you know, I know you don't agree, 
but this is what we're going to do. And then you just kind of got to move on, change the subject and move on. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, just elope. Don't worry about the wedding. <laughs> right. Always go for the backup. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing to remember with this is that if this person is close, um, you know, with your family and you're going to see them often, you may yeah. need to set some boundaries, you know, until this person comes around, which we, we believe, yeah. I think I whole, I wholeheartedly believe that the proof is in the pudding and someday those who love us and our kids are going to see for themselves that it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But until that day comes, you may need to set boundaries for yourself, right? We don't need to be around that kind of negativity all the time. You know, it may be something that you tell your mother-in-law, hey, look, we aren't going to discuss homeschooling anymore, mm -hmm. or we aren't going to discuss it when we're around the kids, or please don't say anything negative about their lessons. They're excited about the things that they're doing. You know, yeah. you, you do have to be strong and set those boundaries because otherwise it could really bring you down and it could really affect the mood of your kids. You know, our daughter... Our daughter realizes that she doesn't go on the school bus with the other kids on the street. She knows she doesn't go to the quote unquote regular school. Um, and she's asked about it and, and she understands that point. But nobody is actively telling her that she's weird or that we're yeah. doing the wrong thing by her. I think that if we had someone in our life that was doing that, that would be really detrimental to her mental health. I think she would start to wonder if it was the right decision for her or she, you know, she would want right. to conform with the other kids a little bit more if like some yeah. other loved one was questioning what, what was happening to her. Yeah. If this was happening all the time, I think it would yeah. really have an adverse effect on what is right now a very happy, well-adjusted, healthy kid who is loving homeschooling and thriving. Yeah. So know that you may have to set boundaries for maybe for a little bit, maybe for a long while, depending on how long it takes this person to, you know, to, to get on board with what you've decided to do for your family. I mean, really look, even if they love you, it's not their decision. These are your kids. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're doing what you think is best for your children. And it's really not up to them to have a say, but because they're in your life and they care about you, it's a really hard place to, to put you. Yeah. Um, so we feel for anybody that's got family that's just not on board and yeah. vocal about it. You can always um, just threaten to sell everything and move on to the boat and sail the Caribbean. <laughs> if you don't stop, mom, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking plan B. No. <laughs> now let's have some closing thoughts. Now, if you're a homeschooling family out there and you haven't had the naysayers, man, you are so lucky because <laughs> you're going to get it sooner or later. Just and expect it. Just it's expect inevitable. It. it is. And it's going to come and, and just be prepared for it. Just have your, you know, have your scenarios all, all mapped out. You know, we, we talked about five or six of them here. They're the most common ones that yeah. we tend to run into. And if you just have a way to exit those conversations or a way to, re to respond, you know, tactfully and be able to get yourself out of it, or if you have that conversation that comes up with a loved one, just have that, you know, be able to think about how you would either educate really in, in a short period of time or, mm -hmm. you know, deflect and move on and sail through that that conversation so that it doesn't cause any disruption in your thinking or your children's thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, if you haven't had it yet, it's coming. Yeah. Be, be prepared. prepared. Be confident. I think that being confident, you know, as you said earlier, is really yeah. important. Um, so hopefully this conversation will give you some confidence that you can you know, project forward because some of these folks, you know, if they sense weakness, it's like blood in the water, right? Oh, yeah. so don't, don't be weak. And, and so that's one of the things that that's a really important part of this, right? You need to project confidence. If you have any concerns 
doubts, worries about your own homeschool, a naysayer is not the right person to talk with about them. Yeah, correct. Right? They're not going to give you good, you know, unbiased advice and be supportive of you because they already have a preconceived notion of the fact that homeschooling is not well, good. They're trying to get you to do something different. Right. So, you know, don't let it, there be any chinks in your armor. As far as talking to this naysayer, you're confident in your decision. You're going to try it or your kids are doing well or whatever, and you're just going to get out of it. But if you do have concerns, this is where you need to find that, you know, that homeschooling bestie or go out online onto some of the homeschooling Facebook groups. Some of the, some of those ladies are so supportive and just tell them like, you know, gosh, I I am worried about socialization or I am really worried about getting into college or, you know, whatever your concern is that those are good places to air those concerns or in your homeschool co-op when you're sitting around with the other parents, you know, or you have a, a friend who's a homeschooler, talk with those folks about those concerns don't let naysayers hear your legitimate concerns that you're having because then they're just going to feed on that and it's going to turn more negative and you're going to just doubt yourself and they're not going to be in a good position to give you advice anyway because they're not homeschoolers. They don't know much about it, you know, clearly. I mean, just think about the practical things like, you know, outside of homeschooling, you know, if you had some technical problem with your house or some issue with your car or even some issue with your job or whatever you, you, you might be doing, you don't go to somebody who doesn't even know what they're talking about to help you with your car or you yeah. don't go to somebody who, you know, works in the tech world to help you with your job at, you know, the the office job that you work in or whatever, right? Like you don't ask the physics major to help you with your English homework <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. You know, they're not the people who are going to help you through any challenges you may have. Just as you said, you find people who know what they're doing Find people who have been doing this. We we know that there are millions and millions of families out there who are successfully homeschooling their children from start to finish and putting them into college and having them have great careers and great families and great lives. You know, we know this is the case. Talk to those people first mm-hmm. to help dispel any doubt, you know, doubts or concerns or questions that you might have. The naysayers are not the people you want to be going to to start off That's that right. conversation. Having a good homeschooling mentor, and, and we've had mentors, homeschooling, yes. homeschooling mentors that you know I, I have called and said, "Gosh, um, I don't know about this. What do you think?" You know, and we've got a friend who's put three boys through homeschooling, and she's always like, "Oh, okay, let's talk about it." You know, yeah, she knows. Yeah. Um, and now we're taking on that mentor relationship with, with other, other families yeah. that we're friends with, you know, who are just exploring homeschooling. So, you know, I think it's good. You have to have your tribe. We can't do this in a, you know, alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really, it's really important. It's also, it's also important to remember that when you hear these comments from folks, you know, however soon you get out of the conversation or however that goes, it's really easy to be brought down by these people. You know, we feel it too, as much as we're prepared to, you know, and I'm, I'm talking a big game here on the podcast. If somebody in the grocery store stops me tomorrow and is like, why is your kid not in school? You're homeschooling, you're ruining your children. I, I'm going to feel that, you know, even if I say, you know, hey, it's the right decision for us. Have a nice day. Kind of move on. Yeah. Um, it's still going to, you know, it's still going to let doubt creep in. So, so that's for you. For me, it's the very, very intelligent person online who starts saying that you're, you know, by you not participating in the public schools, you're destroying the public school system. 
or and hurting all the other you're hurting families. all the other families yeah. and stuff like that. And those type of comments are very, very like those 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 are the ones that get the boiler going on me. Like because it's 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 coming from a really nasty place, and that really bothers me because those are the people who might, in some respects, that I fear will would in a heartbeat take away my opportunity to homeschool. Uh, you know, the person who doesn't know really know what they're talking about at the grocery store. They're not going to vote to take away homeschooling from us. It's the people who really, really know what they're doing. Those are the people that, that I'm really terrified of. Those are the people that get me very anxious and nervous and, and like fearful of what's happening. Those are the naysayers that really get to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important when we hear from these folks and it does affect us. Yeah. You know, we have to be very connected with our reasons for homeschooling. We got to keep them close, uh, you know, so we can rely on them. You know, when we're put in these stressful situations, we have a great episode about homeschooling purpose Mm -hmm. where we talk about really kind of boiling down. I, I like to think of it like, um, you know, making a sauce and you kind of boil it down till it gets thick and syrupy and (laughs) wonderful, right? Luscious, you know, the homeschooling purpose episode, there's, there's tons and tons of reasons why we homeschool. You know, we've got dozens and dozens of reasons, but the purpose of that show is to really help us narrow down on what is most important. What is at the core of why we homeschool? So I think connecting with that, listen to that episode. If you haven't really connect with that and why you homeschool, because it's something that you can hold close to your heart. When somebody says something negative, I'm thinking in my heart about, you know, the very, the very reason why we homeschool, that I really want my children to have a childhood that is full of imagination and wonder and takes them where they want to go and not where someone else decided they want to go. That's one of the reasons it's really important to me. And so I can keep that, that close. So I think if you can rely on that in those situations, it's really good not to flounder because you just know in your core why you're here. You know, one other takeaway is we want to remember that we may be the only homeschoolers that these people might interact with. And we, we ever, ever, and or we, that they know about it. And, anyway. and we want to make sure that, you know, their experience with their first homeschoolers they ever interact with is a good, a good one so that they may turn around and the next time they interact with a homeschooler, they'll remember you and say, well, those people were really nice. Those kids were really That's nice. Right. You know, maybe that, that, that is a good option for you. So if you can go out there and, and, and live your life as an example to others um, in a positive way that I, I think that can help spread the good word of mm-hmm. homeschooling to to other folks, um, especially those just kind of strangers you might run into. I think it's really important to have that kind of right. solid, you know, peace, you know, happy, kind, respectful manner. I think that can really spread the good news of homeschooling. Yeah, I think we all need to be ambassadors for homeschooling. Yeah, exactly. When somebody hears that we're homeschoolers, you know, and legitimately many of the people who have negative things to say, including members of our own family, have never actually met a homeschooler. They just <laughs> had lots of negative things to say. Yeah. So we're the first ones that they would meet and talk with. So and that and that may be the case for you too. And that means your voice is so important. Yeah. We all need to be ambassadors. And be kind at the same time, right? Right. We're yeah. setting an example for our kids of how to behave when somebody is, you know, on the attack too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, really important to to remember that that you know this person may have never even talked with a homeschooler before. You may be the first one, so represent us well. <laughs> yeah, you got to. Um, next thing is, if you do have to get into a debate with somebody, whoever that might be, um, you know, be firm, but you know, firm but kind, but firm but kind. And I and I think that would be probably be the best way to go through it, whether it's a family member or somebody in the wild. Um, being firm and confident in who you are and 
and deflecting, you know, the conversation away if you if you can see it kind of going south or um, de- even just deflecting yourself out of the conversation altogether is probably a, the best path to go. You know, a lot of people, it's hard for people to give up ideas that they've held for a long time, you know, a long period. There's kind of like an intellectual capital that it's hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have a preconceived notion that something is not good or, or if something is a problem, it's really hard to convince people. Mm-hmm. Um you know, within, within a short conversation that, that, that they're wrong. Absolutely. A lot of times, you know, we talked a little bit earlier that the best way to do that is to show them, you know, show them who you're, you know, who, what you're doing, show them, you know, that you're doing a good job with your kids. That sometimes is the best way to prove people wrong. Um, it's very often you're never going to debate somebody out of their, their idea. <clears throat> no, it's very rare. You're not going to really change their mind. Um, Right there. I mean, maybe if it's a family member and they're really open or it's a stranger who's very curious. I mean, there are definitely those folks. Yeah, those curious folks. Absolutely. Just remember that normal, regular, all those type of words, it's okay to not be normal. It's okay to not go with the flow. It's okay to not do what everybody else does. You know, it's some folks, some folks will call you out on that. Their whole naysaying is just that you're being different and different is okay. You know, that's an okay way to be. And I think we all have to be very comfortable with being different because we've purposely chosen a path that is not the normal flow that everybody, you know, they turn five and they go to kindergarten. We're, we're choosing yeah. something different. Um, and so we're going to have to accept that part of it as well. You know, find, find those people in your homeschooling tribe that are going to counter these folks with negative opinions and exactly. don't let them get to you. I guess if there's one takeaway, don't let these people get to you. <laughs> Um, cause it can be really hard to hear these negative things about your choices with what you did for your kids. But in the end, they have no right to tell you that you're not doing the right thing. Yeah. They have no business trying to insert themselves in what you think is best for your family. So yeah. be confident, but be kind. And we, 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 we thank you for being, letting us be part of your tribe and letting our community be part of that. That's and right. Go out and find communities that work for you. And you also, know what? If you're having a hard yeah. time, you know, send us a message. I'm, I am I am always ready to pump up another homeschooling parent who's yeah. having a rough day and thinks that, you know, somebody is just not being supportive of their decision. So yeah. we can all be there for each other. And I think that's important too. If you're around other homeschooling parents and you hear somebody talking about how they've had a naysayer account, you know, give them a, give them a prop up. I yeah, think yeah. we can all, we need to all support one another in this alternative journey that we're taking. <laughs> and, and the one last thing, I think the thing that's been best about the naysayers has uh, not been anything that we could have said or, or, or done or shown, but the pandemic really helped push a lot of those naysayers right out the window. Well, it's interesting because it's people wild. who had never before met a homeschooler, many people now have homeschool or know somebody who had 20% of the country, I think at one point was, yeah, even, even just for a little bit of the time. So it does, it definitely makes things easier. Um, but there's plenty of those folks who have not had any experience with it that are still gonna, gonna express their loud opinion about what you've chosen to do with your kids. And we hope that this has given you some tools in your toolbox to use when that inevitably happens. And yeah. we're, we're sorry that it's going to happen to you at some <laughs> point. You're going to be put in that situation because it's stressful. I don't, I hate confrontation. Yeah. I'm like such a chicken. I, I really do. <laughs> I talk a good game, but I hate it when somebody comes up and, and wants to be confrontational about something. And, um, so we hope that this, we hope this gives you some, 
some ideas and we're sorry in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is a really good episode. I really enjoy talking about these type of like meta conversations that we all are going to run into. But yeah. let's end this the way we always do. The thing that we're into, Ariel, we had a podcast about three or four episodes ago about a little game that was bought by the New York Times called Wordle. Yes. And we have been into the a spin-off. There have been many clones of this game, but so there's a clones. there's a new one that's a geography based one that's called Worldle. <laughs> it's very it's hard, really hard to say. Hard to say Worldle. And we'll have a link in the show notes below. Um, but basically this is a geography game. Same idea about you know guessing the word. You have in Wordle you have five words, five letters. Five letters, so that's letters in in Worldle. In Worldle. Worldle. Worldle you have a a uh, black a... and white uh, outline of a country. Yes. So it's just the shape. You don't know what size it is. And so you get to guess the names of countries. Helpfully, as you start to type in the name of the country, they autofill. It it gives you guesses. So I don't have to spell Zimbabwe correctly, <laughs> which is really a blessing. Um, so you don't have to spell the country correctly, but you 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 choose as you start to type in, and you can choose the country. And then it tells you what percentage right you are, and it tells you, you know, if if you from the country you guess from the country you guess the direction you really needed to go. And how far away it is. Right. So, for example, we had the one, I think it was, I guess, I think it I guess. It was Venezuela Ro- the other day. No, I guess Romania. No, it was the one that was, I guess, Romania. Oh. And then it said, no, it's to the east, about 8,000 kilometers. I go, oh, Cambodia. Right. Because <laughs> you know your country shapes. <laughs> well, and then it was it yesterday. Well, yeah, it was Venezuela yesterday. And then today it was, it was Iceland. That Iceland was, was a little easier because we've but been yeah, to Iceland. Yeah. But it was, so it's really fun. Um, it's great if you want to play with your kids and yeah. you can say like, okay, here's the shape of the country. They can look well, around the well, world. Well, it's great try too. To is like it. They can give an initial guess. They can guess anything. They guess, always guess Canada. Right? <laughs> <Always> <laughs> and then you pull Canada. out the map and it will tell you, go southeast by 10,000 miles, 10,000 kilometers and so you roll the globe yeah. and you look for the country that and then they can enter in the, that that country we've been having play. a ball been with a this game it's just a free online you know um web-based game there's no sign in or anything like that needed and there's only one a day just like the original wordle so now wordle Wordle. has got just one a day we've been having a blast with it we do it every day and it's been great you know we're doing this around the world study with our daughter um with torchlight zero and build your or torchlight k and build your light library zero and uh, so this is just fit in right right away it was like oh it's this country and what I, one of the things i like about it is it doesn't it doesn't tell you what size so you see the country it's like that could be canada or it could be north macedonia like it could be that big or that tiny yeah. like it, it, there's no sense of scale given on the outline yeah. so um anyway i've been having a ball with it so for for you uh folks who have geography lovers out there worldle world <laughs> is a great game thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey please engage with us on social media join our homeschool together podcast group on facebook and find us at homeschool together podcast on instagram we'd love to hear your feedback questions and recommendations until next time happy homeschooling <laughs>